Hello, and welcome to Be Intentional, the podcast that talks about marketing, mindset, and what it takes to be an impactful entrepreneur. Today, we are talking with Melissa Rose. Now, Melissa is a brick and mortar owner and coach. So not only does she help other brick and mortar businesses thrive, get up and running, get stable, make sure that everything is running well, um, and, and more importantly, take care of the business owner, but she is also a business owner herself. She owns a dance studio, and so she is someone who definitely practices what they preach, and I love it when we get to have people on who who actually do what they help people accomplish, and that is a big deal. It goes a long way because when you can actually live the life that you're helping other people live, that speaks volumes. I think right now we have a lot of people saying things, pontificating, and giving advice who haven't actually lived the life that they're talking about. And so that can be a dangerous thing. So when we get people on here, I like to make sure that they actually practice what they preach. And Melissa is definitely one of those. Plus, she is so much fun to be around. Um, having a dance studio, you know, having she has energy, she has moves, she has style. And so it's a fun interview. And Melissa is just someone who's great to be around. And so I'm really looking forward to this interview. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being here. Hey there, Josh. Thanks so much for having me here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. Now, I am really excited about today because you are a brick and mortar coach. And I don't think I have ever had anyone like you on the podcast before. And I'm really excited because I'm not the only person who is talking to brick and mortar uh, business owners. So I would love to get your take on with all the new changes with coronavirus, with everything that's been going on and, and businesses having to pivot, sometimes they're closed, sometimes they're opened, so many different regulations with different things going on. What would be your advice to the brick and mortar owners out there with having to adapt to all these new changes and trying to keep you know the business up and running and thriving during a time like this? Well, first of all, um, my advice is just, first of all, if you are still standing, that is a huge huge testament. This has been so devastating. I'm a dance studio owner. I have a brick and mortar dance studio as well as an online dance studio. So I, I don't just coach businesses. I am one and I get it. And, um, when the government decided who was, who was, um, essential, that pissed me off more than anything, because I was like, I'm essential based on the market telling me I'm essential. And, my business puts food on the table. So don't tell me I'm not essential. So that was really hard. Um, so that's kind of the person I am y'all. And um, so if you're still standing, congrats, good job. And now give yourself a huge breath because we're still not out of it. Uh, 2021 people um, for Black Friday, I put out a big template for my, my community and how to create Black Friday sales and do really well with it. And what worked in 2019 obviously didn't work in 2020. And then what worked in 2020 didn't quite work the same for 2021. And uh, people forget that the first part of 2021 was still really hard. And thank goodness for the funds and the grants that were delivered. But I am, I think if you are still standing, you are going to last. Like you, you've done it. You've like, you've 
gotten your doctorate. (laughs) (laughs) You've written a thesis. You've done all the things. Um, I think you are amazing and um, super proud of you and keep going. Awesome. Awesome. And so for those who are just entering the market, and this is kind of a weird market to, you know, not like one that I entered when I came in. And so what advice would you give to them? That's a great question because brick and mortars coming into it now, there's, I don't know what it's like in your area, but in our area, there is a lot of commercial space. Right, exactly. uh, Because people chose to not continue. And so it's exciting. I remember having my vision. I'm just seeing, you know, whenever I saw commercial space, I'm like, that's going to be a dance. Well, that would be a cool dance for you. And you know, yep. it, it was for years before I actually invested in the commercial space. You never say never, right? You just have as much cash and don't, don't strap yourself to too much. I, uh, you, I'm the biggest like cheerleader, like go for it and aim big and do all the things. But also have that voice of reason. And if you are not that voice of reason, make sure you have somebody in your circle that is that voice of reason because you can never say never. And we have been shown recently how crazy, how crazy it can be. So it's super exciting. And if somebody wants to start a business, I am always like, yes, do it. Um, the road is bumpy. It's windy. It's uh, it's a roller coaster, but it is so awesome if you keep going but um i'm not gonna lie it's hard work there's a lot of that oh definitely definitely a lot of hard work i mean doesn't matter if it's uh during this time after it before it it it, it's hard work it's definitely worth it but Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of hard work so i definitely agree Mm -hmm. with that um and so being able to be a business owner yourself and being able to talk to so many because you know, you do this nationally. So you're being able to talk to some business owners over here, over there, across the nation. What are some of the things that you see that are common mistakes or common hurdles that business owners should be very aware of? So I specialize in brick and mortar businesses that are service-based and they are usually solopreneurs, meaning they are that speech therapist or that CPA or the, um, dance studio or a yoga studio and they have to teach the class or they have to do the service and they're trying to grow and they're trying to get people in their doors. Okay. So in the beginning, we always have an influx of people. People want to check us out and that's great. And in the beginning, we kind of try everything. We kind of be the yes girl or the yes guy. Over time, we realize we can't maintain that stamina. We are not sure what's working and and we are hitting a plateau because the people aren't coming in the doors as much. We don't know why, because we probably aren't tracking and we're doing all the things and we're selling all the services and we're not paying attention. So what I would recommend, there's a whole bunch of things I would recommend, but when you are marketing yourself, market one thing. And make sure it's your best-selling offer and it's your most profitable. And only market that thing. Be known for that thing. I love it. I love it so much. And for those of you who have listened to the us for a while now, you guys know that I, I talk a lot about when you first start out, you sell one thing for one price to one person. And do that over and over and over again so you can get some traction. And I, I believe that's in the same vein that you're talking about. Yes. 
So we, so we just, um, with our studio, we, and, and this also goes into niche. Mm-hmm. Okay. So really knowing who you are, what you do and who you serve. And that is so scary. You guys, I've been in business 13 years and I was, uh, I'm a dance studio who teaches the art of dance to students of all ages. We niche that down even further this year, year 13 in business, because honestly, our demographic was kiddos 10 and under. Does that mean we don't serve adults or we don't serve teenagers? Absolutely not. But that is our main demographic. And you guys, could I could I put out a hip hop boys class and, and market that? Yes, but is that my is that where my bread and butter is coming from? No. I'm not gonna put all my money in a boys hip hop class that that's like one class out of like 40, you know? So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my niche, which is 10 and under kiddos, and really focus in on my marketing. It makes everything so much easier. It makes you, it makes you so much more referable because you're known as that person. You're known as the car deal, uh, detail person, or you're known as the uh, speech uh, speech therapist person, or you're known as the teen therapist in town. You know, so you want to just narrow in. I love what you said. One one thing, one person, yeah, one product. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Great advice on that. When you're doing that. You said you talk to a lot of a lot of solopreneurs, and sometimes it's tough when you're a solopreneur because you, you don't know what you don't know, right? And so we talk a lot about you know who you hang around with and who you're around really matters. And when you're starting out, getting around other business owners, getting business coaches, getting you know mentors, that type of stuff is is a big deal. It's really important. So any advice for people who are just starting out and looking for a a business coach because it, it is a fad right now, if, if I dare say that, um, where there's a lot of people who haven't had a business or haven't actually ran anything and yet they want to teach people and it becomes theory. And and that's kind of a pet peeve of mine. I'm, I'm not a big fan of theory. I like people who have done it. So, um, so when they're looking to find someone like you, what are some things that they need to be looking for? I love that question. And I love that you said that because there are a lot of coaches out there Um business coaches, but they are, they're serving other coaches. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. But yeah. So yes, I, I've run a brick and mortar business. I honestly, you guys find somebody who's doing what you want to do. If I, if, if, it, if they have an auto shop, a repair shop and they have franchised it and find out where they are, find out who they hang out with, find that conference, find that network of people and lean in and ask questions and learn. And then you're going to find out and pay attention to your body language, pay attention to your energy. Cause when you're around somebody that you like, Ooh, Ooh, if you lean in, that's a sign. I mean, that's just an energy that yes, yes, you're connecting with them. You can learn more from them. And there are people that have nothing to do with my industry, but I have just admired them as business owners. And I have sat, I've asked them for coffee and I just write down questions. John Maxwell has a list of questions to ask your mentor. And I've, I've used that because it's been so helpful in just understanding and, and get a mentor that's older than you so that you can like really learn from them and just, and you guys, when you find that right person, they're going to want to help you. They're just going to be open and just sharing and just soak it in. Um, but yeah, you, you have to do the hard work of getting out there and asking and finding them. That is hard and it does take some time sometimes. Um, but you'll know when you know. I love that. Yeah. 
and you're you're right. You do have to do the hard work and go out there and kind of put in the the what I call several legs, you know, kind of hoof it out there yeah. and, and find it because I'm going to be honest, a lot of the people, at least when I was starting out, a lot of the people didn't have social media. So you, it is good. I love what you said, like the energy and you'll know that stuff. Um, I, I know we're in during the pandemic and I know there's a lot of stuff, but I still feel like there's a, a the test of time has taught us that meeting someone in person or even, you know, it, it is a different feel. It is a different vibe than checking out someone's social media and not having any interaction with them at all, because you can get a lot from people even subconsciously that you don't even really realize when you're meeting someone in person or you have, you're able to spend some time with them. And a a lot of people do want to help. I I love that you said that. Yeah. They're, they're flattered to help. They're honored to help. Um, And, and face to face, I mean, I'm a huge advocate of getting out there and going into your networking groups and just, and getting out in your community and just showing your face, especially as brick and mortars. We're all, we're, we're our local community. Mm -hmm. We need them. Okay. So getting out of your office, getting out of your building and being part of the community. But I mean, I do so many coffee, coffee, virtual coffee dates, um, with other business owners via zoom and they don't have to be long. You guys, they get 30 minutes and get to know each other, get to know what each other does because business owners, they get it. So if the more that you can connect with other business owners, y'all, the better you're going to be because now you are, you have your connector and how fun is it to connect people and help each other out? They remember that. And then you're just building your network and it's, it's just this beautiful thing. So get out there and just start meeting people. If you're, if you're new and, and if you're not new, sometimes we get lazy as we <laughs> yeah. get older. We're like, Oh, we know that blah, blah, blah. And so I get it. I, <laughs> I've been in business for a while, but it's nice to meet new people. I love it. Yes. So much. So you were saying in the beginning when, uh, when the pandemic ha- happened and they were talking about who was essential and who wasn't and all those stuff, uh, pivoting through all that and, and being adaptable through all of that time. Um, how was that for you? Because, you know, as we, we, we heard all the things about grocery stores and the medical, but we, we haven't heard, at least I haven't heard very much about like the dance studios and the other businesses that were affected. Thank you. Um, sorry. And I just kind of jumped in there. So <laughs> it was a little spicy. Off the top. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm in Wisconsin. Um, people call me a rebel woman. Um, and I kind of wear that title proudly. However, we had to shut down like everybody. Okay. So we had to shut down. So we, I happened to have dance on demand Mm. before the pandemic happened. So that was an online platform. It was all recorded, pre-recorded things. And I did have a friend say, gosh, dance on demand must be just like crushing it. And I'm like, no, no, because people were sick of zoom because their kids were in zoom all day. And people were in Zoom meetings all day. The last thing what they wanted to do was put their kids in an online um, setting. However, however, it happened in March. So April and May, my season went until May. So we did virtual classes for those last two months. And my families were amazing. Like, I think we lost one family wow. dropped out of like oh, almost two. That is awesome. So people stuck out their commitment for the year, um, which was, I mean, and they could have dropped it. We let them if they had to, because we understand like some people literally lost jobs. Yeah. This. So, um, but then the summer um, I asked my community, do you want virtual dance classes? And all of them said, no, uh-huh. they're like, no. So we, but, but because the pandemic is still in place, we have to have that option because 
oh, my kid was quarantined, so we can't make class this week. Mm. So we have to have the ability to have it online. So we have classes streamed online and we have them in person. However, that helps the dance on demand membership that we have. Mm -hmm. So now it used to just be pre-recorded classes. Mm -hmm. Now it's a library of classes and you get a live stream access too. So it kind of made it better. So it was a blessing and forced me to do some learning curve with technology, Mm -hmm. which you know, you dr- I dread unless I have to do it. And there we go. So um, that's what we did. And I know friends in Minnesota, they were, it was more strict there. Um, friends in California were oh, yeah. closed forever. So every, every state was different and how we handled that. But I personally just really listened to my people on what they were comfortable with. And, um, and then my stance too, on how I felt I, I want to run my business and, and be, and it worked out and we're still standing. I love that. I love that. We talk about that uh, kind of self-aware marketing where you got to know where you are, but then you also have to go out and talk to your people because a lot of times we assume for them and then we make the wrong call. And so having that communication with your, with your clients and with your customers, I, I love that. And you've been in doing this for so long, part of adapting and maneuvering and going through different forms of you write like technology and then the brick and mortar and different regulations. You've you've had to be able to adapt that way going forward. It, do you believe that we're going to have like a, a new normal of how things are going or how businesses are structured? And uh, and if we're going to have to continue to adapt as we go forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think all of this is going to just make us better. It's going to, um, like I mentioned with my dance on demand, it makes that program better. Um, it makes like last night, a kiddo texted us, say, Hey, we can't, we can't make it to class tonight. I go, well, can you make it online? Oh, oh yeah. And they forgot about that right. option, you know, cause they've been in person the whole time. So, so they were so appreciative that, that there was that ability there. So it just is the flexibility there. And I do want to back up where you said, talk, um, just a second, because we communicated with our people and I took a stand on how I want to run my business, we did lose some people. Okay. We also gained some people. Mm. So as a business owner, listen to your people, but ultimately it comes down to your, down to you on how you want to run your business and how you, how you believe things should be. And the right people will, will come to you. Right. No, I definitely agree with that. That's exactly right. With a lot of the people who have had to, you know, adapt and and move forward, what is some of the things that you've seen now when working with different businesses that wasn't an issue before, and that now that's something that you've you've had to uh, address? I mean, I mean, obviously we have the the pandemic, but uh, specifically, what I'm saying is, so I know when we're working with with clients, that move to technology has been a forefront, whereas before it was just a nice to have. Are there any patterns like that that you're seeing in businesses right now? The reason I love working with brick and mortars is because I help them a lot with the with their marketing, their digital marketing, and um, and then bringing on team members and just figuring out how to get more time back for mm-hmm. them without hiring. A lot of a lot of us have software that we're already using that we are not diving deep enough in that provides us a lot of tools and um, systems or automations that would save us time, but we don't know how to use it. Mm. 
and we haven't we haven't taken the time to use it. And that's the hard part. You know, it's that catch 22. It takes time to learn. Um, and if you can't delegate it or if you can't uh, figure out, you know, I'm a big advocate of speeding everything up. Like if I can watch a video and speed it up or a podcast <laughs> and speed it up. But that's where I think a lot of people. So onboarding. So if you have one-on-one clients, that onboarding process can be all automated and it, yet it can be, you know, relational. Like, you know, like we would talk on the phone or like we would, um, you know, do a face-to-face. Now it's all on onboarded behind the scenes with your, um, your form online and you could send a welcome video or you could just have an automated video that goes to them and all these reminders and text reminders or whatever to get them to the appointment. So you don't even really talk to them except by seeing their intake form until you see them, which saves you a ton of time um, and saves you the cost of an admin for that, for that role. Okay. Not to say you don't have an assistant to do other things. So just be more um, intentional with what are you doing already that, huh, this could be, this could be tweaked or automated or saved a lot more time. Like whatever you're repeating, doing repeatedly, see if we can um, put that in a system where where you don't have to do it. And that is great. I, I love that because that, that is so true. It's not just, you know, uh, the marketing or the personnel, it's getting your time back. And and I believe that's actually something that not enough business owners talk about the, the importance of being able to, we, we have these productivity things and these goals and we keep going and, you know, we, we want to, it, business is hard. We want to keep going. We want to do the best we can, but we forget that sometimes the details and taking a step backwards to learn something is really beneficial to you in the long run and for your sanity, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Final question and then uh, let them know where, where they can find you and we'll make sure that everything is in the show notes. Working with businesses, brick and mortar businesses, what has been something that you have seen that you weren't expecting? In, in other words, whether it be something rewarding, whether it be uh, a part of the industry that you weren't, I mean, you're a business owner, so I'm sure you went in it, you started that business, uh, your business coaching, you know, wise, wide open, knowing a lot of that stuff, but working with a lot of different businesses, what's the takeaway that really either you felt really added value that you weren't expecting to go into or that you went into and go, wow, I didn't know the industry was like this. I'm going to say what my dad has told me. I had a lot of self-confidence issues, um, even just going into business coaching. Who am I? Who am I to, you know, help somebody? And my dad said, Melissa, it's business. Doesn't matter. They may make, I was in a mastermind. That's where it was. And, you know, I have a million dollar person business here and I have, you know, six figure plus business. And then there's me and I'm like, (laughs) you know, just feeling like I don't belong in the room. And he goes, that's exactly where you need to be, Melissa. And then he said, but it's business. You know, they have the same team problems. They have the same um, marketing problems. They have the same product problems, time management problems, mindset problems. We all struggle with the same stuff. We just may be a little further along in the game. Mm. And as my business coach says, you don't necessarily get over the mindset of it. You just get better at it. Mm. You get better at overcoming it. And so that's what I will say is going into coaching other business owners. So much of it is mindset and the belief in themselves or the procrastination. 
that they're not doing something that all comes back to mindset. Why are you procrastinating on it? You know, you need to do it. You know, what's good for your business. What's holding you back. It's always mindset. So coaching them through that. And that's what I genuinely love because I have five kids. I'm a single mom. I have a brick and mortar business. I have a coaching business. I have a lot of balls in the air too. And you have a lot of balls in the air too. So just how do we navigate it and how do we overcome whatever obstacle we're dealing with at the moment? So I, I just love it. I love, I I'm surprised at the mindset, how much it affects everybody, but then looking, it makes sense. Totally makes right. sense. And I would agree with that because that there is a lot of that stuff where sometimes we think it's way too much and really it's that mindset that's scaring you from taking that next step. Because if you put one foot in front of the other, you'll get there and having being surrounded by amazing people like yourself. And uh, I saw that you have this amazing thing where you have this 20 minute coffee with you. And so, uh, (laughs) and I love that because people who make themselves accessible, people who, who really genuinely care and want to add value, they, they don't leave out those personal touches. And so when you can, find yourself and have the opportunity to connect with someone who's amazing, who actually really cares, uh, do it because it's sometimes it's hard to find those people. So where can they Mm -hmm. find, uh, find you connect with you and have a little coffee? Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. My website is Ms. M S Melissa, M E L I S S A Rose, R O S E.com. So Ms. Melissa Rose.com. And right in the corner, you can grab coffee with me, a virtual coffee, and just share a little bit about business. And I try not to um, coach too much. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you some advice of sorts, but um, just to meet you and hear your story and uh, check in. I would love to have, uh, would love that. I also have my own podcast, Brick and Mortar Visibility. So if you're a podcast listener here, um, check out the podcast over there. I come in every week to share with you tips, tools, and strategies that I learn in my brick and mortar business to help you in yours. Awesome. I love that. And any parting words? No, I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to share, Josh. Thank you. I love the title of your podcast, (laughs) Be Intentional. On my phone, I have a screenshot of Intentionally Courageous. Oh, I love that. And I want to be intentionally courageous every day. And if you do that, y'all, one thing every day that scares you just a little bit, you are going to be just fine. Yes, I love that. That is great. And I do believe you, you be intentional about the life that you're creating because you get to choose. You get to choose what you do. You get to choose who you are and who you want to become. And so guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode. And until next time, bye. Bye. Peace. Thank you for spending a little time with me today on Be Intentional Podcast. I would love to connect with you and hear about how you're applying today's message in your marketing, in your personal life, in your business. You can DM me at Josh almost sr that's j-o-s-h-o-l-m-o-s-s-r or linkedin joshua oldmost or website josholdmostsr.com i would love to hear from you i would love to connect with you and if you feel like you would benefit the listeners and that you want to be a guest on the podcast please feel free to reach out i would love to hear your story and what you're doing to be an intentional impactful entrepreneur.